What's up, guys? Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Believers in Real Life. We greatly appreciate it. If you haven't already, please hit that subscribe button. Tell your friends about us. If you would like to give us a rating, go ahead and do so as well. Again, thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for this week's show. Later. Be quiet, say it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You have won the victory. Hallelujah. You have won it all for me. Death could not hold you down. You are the risen king. That's how you went. Oh, oh. Now listen. <laughs> hey, y'all. Hey. Happy New Year. Yeah. Officially Jesus. January 2020. 2020 vision, 2020 uh, everything. 2020. 2020. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's start at the beginning, as always. At the beginning. How was your week? My week Let's was some yays, some hoorays. We had a lot of weeks. We did. Because uh, we missed Christmas and New Year. Nope, this is the week of the New Year. So yeah, we just missed one. We just missed Christmas. Mm-hmm. And from Christmas to now, which I'm grateful to say that I spent Christmas with you. I did. It was, a, we had it a was good a time. It was a great time. It was a great time. It's so awesome. Um, Christmas was good. Like it was just kind of low key. I didn't do much. I am somebody that like, I love Christmas. I love the holiday. And I also like to give gifts to people I love. But this year, no. <laughs> God is doing something different and I, I'm just holding on tight. And so this year I didn't, but it was great to see how all of my family and friends rallied around me and every and each other, how we rallied around each other and made Christmas still great. It was about family. So yeah. Yeah. My Christmas week was good, just like yours was. Yeah, my Christmas week was really good. What about your New Year? My New Year week, you know, I was at home mm-hmm. in my bed. Mm-hmm. New Year week, New Year Eve, the whole New week, Eve. The, the whole week. But no, New Year, New Year Eve, New Year's Eve. Yeah, I try to say it the right way, but then it's like, but when I'm talking about it in the past tense or whatever, no. But New Year's Eve, I was, um, I was. I was up in up in the air about going to watch night services. I normally I go to watch watch night service at the church or with my church or whatever. But um I really just kind of wanted to I guess rest. I don't really know what it was. I wasn't and then I was like, you know what, I'ma just go ahead and go. And girl, when I got ready to get up and go, them shots start ringing. And it wasn't like far away shots. It was like on my black shots on the block behind me shots and I'm like, oh God no, not will not be driving through that because I remember some years ago, but Pastor Smith. Yeah. Um yep. coming from a watch night. Up. Yeah, the, the van got shot up. And I'm like, Psh, not will not lose my life going to church. Yeah. Going to going to a watch night service. And I mean I know God is gonna watch me and cover me and all of that stuff. But wisdom says stay your black butt at home. <laughs> um and watch church online. So that's what you did. That's exactly. I went to sleep. You went to sleep. Did you go to sleep before midnight? Girl, I was asleep at nine o'clock. 
See, knocked no. out. I went. Um, so my kids went up to uh, Arlisha, Arlisha's house, which is India's sister. So my kids went up to my friend's house, and then since we were up north anyway, we went to another friend's house and ate tacos and watched Steve Harvey bring in the new year, and we had a glass of champagne. And then at twelve thirty, I was like, okay. I'm ready to go home. We didn't actually leave until one. And it's like a 40 minute drive back to Lee Summit. Oh, so. yeah, I know. And God covered me the entire way because I was sleepy. I kept shaking my head trying to wake myself up because I was driving. <laughs> yeah. I was just so sleepy, but I brought it in with um, friends. So, and I did get to see the, I did stay up past midnight, but I wouldn't have if we were at home. Trust me on that one. Yeah, I did. I woke up at 1230 and said, hmm, and went right back to sleep. <laughs> well. We're here now, 2020. 2020. Speaking of 2020 and the new year, I know that everybody is all geared up with their resolutions and their sticky notes and their journals and their plans for a new year, like always. We always have these great plans for the, and there's nothing wrong with it, but we always have these great plans like, okay, I'm going to stop doing this January 1st. I'm going to stop doing this. I'm going to start start doing this. I'm going to be a better this. I'm going to be a worse that. We always have that. So, in honor of resolutions, resolution. um, we're going to speak. We're just that's what we're going to speak about. Have you included God in your New Year's resolutions or your New Year resolutions? Yep. And with that being said, the scripture base is Jeremiah, which is one of my favorite scriptures. Um, a lot of people's. Um favorite scripture but i wanted to read it in jeremiah 29 and 11 she never it. said it sorry y'all i didn't never say it um jeremiah 29 and 11 there's a version that says for i know the plans that i have for you plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans for a hope and a new in fu- a future Something like that, but I'm trying to find it in that version that it says it like that. But you said it exactly how it, it's written in um <laughs> the New International, the NIV. Okay, so yeah, I don't have the <laughs> NIV in front of me because I have. I know, but it was funny because you're like, it says something like that. And I'm look, I'm reading it like it actually says exactly. Mm. It says, "For I know the plans I have for you," declares the Lord. That's the only part she left out. Plans to prosper you and not harm you. Plans to give you hope in a future. Wow, That's exactly. Come what on, said. know the scripture, girl. <laughs> Come on and know that scripture, Andy. Uh. <laughs> Come on, girl, spit it out. So I had a little chuckle, y'all, because my okay, y'all don't y'all not here, but I'm at home. We at home. We at my house, and for whatever reason, I got my phone. Um, cast into my TV because I was listening to the music from my phone and it plays on the TV or whatever and uh, opened up a text message. <laughs> and I'm already a very nosy person, so I really enjoy I'm, <laughs> I'm really enjoying this right now, her having her messages on the screen where and I can see And they're popping them. up all over the place and I'm just like, oh and so I keep forgetting y'all that they're on the TV until I see her eyes go up to the TV and I'm like and then I look at my phone like, oh, yes, X out. X out I'm one X of those out. people that, with my friends, not like with everybody, because I don't want to know y'all, all y'all's business. Trust me, but I'm one of those people that 
with India or any of my other friends, I'm will look over your shoulder and look at your phone. Like, what is she doing? I there? definitely very do. Nosy. I do it all. The I'll time. pick I'm up like... your phone. You better like it because if you're my friend, <laughs> I'll pick it up and I'll start going on your Instagram and liking things. Yeah, and she does that. She's she is infamous for that because I have she posted for years. I don't know. This is way before people really started posting on Facebook and stuff. But like for years, I would come to my like I would get a whole bunch of notifications for something random. And I'm like, what is this? And it'll be something that Keisha's posted on my Facebook. Something like, I like eggs or something. I like, like I like to walk in the snow with my shoes off because <laughs> it's cold and fluffy through my feet. And it then there's like, up. what? What is the who put this? It cracks me up. So every it's time, Keisha. Guys. It's Keisha, y'all. It's Keisha. Cracks but up, guys. so that's the. Um, I'm sorry to get back on track, but Jeremiah 29 um, and 11 is the scripture um, that we have. For this show, um, there are other this. ones though, right? Yeah, there's a lot more. There's a few more. Um, the other ones, they're a little bit more lengthy, but they they go hand in hand with making sure, to a certain degree, like is God in your plan? Have you made a full plan? And then, and at, let me let me re let me rephrase that. Are you doing your plan, or are you doing God's plan? Because we all have our agenda, but then God's like, I have an agenda for you and we'll get caught up on our agenda and end up doing all of this elaborate stuff and then try and figure out like, dang, how did I end up not going to church? How did I end up not, you know, praying as much? How did I end up not, you know, fasting like I used to? And I don't even, I don't even read my word no more. How did I get to this place? Well, sometimes when you start doing work in your plan, Instead of working God's plan, you'll find yourself wrapped up in everything else. And then God's on the back burner. And then you're trying to figure out like, dang, well, I'm going to just go back to church. And it becomes super, super hard um, to get back into church or to get back into your routine of praying and, you know, reading your word and spending time with God. Because you've had this elaborate plan and now you're trying to add God in there. You're trying to let me put him, let me push him on in right here. Like. Okay, I'm. you know what? I'm going to set my alarm. I'm going to get up at five in the morning. But it's hard to do. Like, you'll get up one day and maybe the next day. And then after that, it's like, oh, I'm just so tired. Why are you so tired? Because you already have a planned out day for what you're going to do. And you did not consider God in it. So wow. are you saying that we should just live by the seat of our pants and not make any any goals? No, I'm saying that when you make your goals, you ask God to direct them. Or okay. ask God, let me say... Now I ask God to direct them. God, what do you want me to do? Because this is my plan. But God, if this isn't your will or if this isn't your plan for my life, show me what my show me your plan for my life so that I can be in alignment with your will. So scripture to back that up, when Jesus was in the um, in the Garden of Gethsemane, he went in there. Jesus had a plan. He knew the plan from the beginning because Jesus is God in the flesh. You knew the plan when you came here. He knew I got to come down here. I got to die, you know, for their sins. I got to, you know, put humanity back into, into relationship with the father. I have to do this. But then stuff got hard. And so in that moment, when he goes to the Garden of Gethsemane, this is where he goes to pray. And he prays a, a bunch of times. But he's, he has his he has three of his disciples with him, John. Uh, John, James, and Peter, they're asleep while he's praying, but he's praying in his time. And he was like, man, God, it's getting tough. You know, this is, whoo, your people, 
You know, this is this is heavy. But then he gets up, he goes back, he sees them still sleeping and he goes back to pray again. And in that time, he says, you know what, God? This is hard, but not my will. Your will. If you could take this cup from me, take it. Because in my plan, I don't want to do this. I Listen, this is too much work. This is too hard. I'm, I'm good. I don't want to do this no more. I'm about to go ahead because he has the power to be able to go ahead, go on back up there. Swoop. I'm back with I'm back with the father at the right hand. But he knew that there was a plan that was greater than the pain that he was that he was going to have to endure for people who did not even want him, who kept rejecting him, for people who didn't even want nothing to do with him. And so he makes this this grand gesture and says, but not my will, your will. Let your will be done. So I forgot my question now. I don't know. You your question was, I remember your question. <laughs> you said, do you just fly by the CDF? Do you okay. Not yeah, that was my question. And, and so I knew I was coming back. To it. <laughs> well, you, I had to go on a journey. I had to take you on that journey. You on a journey. I had to take you on a journey. I had to take you on that journey because I want people to understand that even Jesus, who's a perfect, he, he was a perfect human. He's a perfect being. He is perfect. God in the flesh. All of those things, he had a moment where he wanted to work his own plan and he had to sit back and say, but wait a minute, God, I know that you said that you had a plan. So let me come back to you and let me go back to your plan. What is your plan for me? So at the top of the year, we write out all of these goals and all of these things, but we never go back and say, but God, either you show me a different way. Or bless the plan that I have. Because I, I don't think I just got these plans from anywhere. These are desires that's in my heart. Let me write them out. God, is this what you want me to do? And he'll start to show us the way to do it. And it won't be hard. It'll be hard to our flesh. But for our spirit, it'll it'll become it'll become like a journey in the sense of this is a fun journey. Like us doing food. That is a fun journey. It's hard as all get out. But I know that that's not my plan. I did hair. Mm-hmm. Right? Food. What? No, mm-hmm. I would rather do, I would rather do hair because it was easy for me. Food didn't come easy. It came easy with thinking of ideas to a certain degree, but then I have to make these ideas taste good to everybody else. What? Mm-hmm. This is your plan, God. I think your boy got a song that says God's plan. Who's my boy? Drake. Don't he have a song called God's plan? I don't know what you're talking about. You absolutely know what I'm talking about. Drake is sexy. I have never heard the song, and sure she hasn't. No, I haven't. But no, I, just I believe know, her. I believe like, her. He... Well, for me, okay. So at the beginning of the year, for me, um, I don't. I used to, like I'm all about lists and making oh. goals because goals are very important um, for me to get things done, right? But this year, it was just like, okay, well, I'm just going to reflect because this for me for the for the past few years, it's been I've been up up. Up, up, up. I feel like God has been just elevating me, elevating me. Now, that is not to say that I haven't had some struggle months. Or but that's to say that God has been good. Mm-hmm. I feel like that, I feel like, you know, when I make my goals and I set my intentions, um, God's already in it. Right. So actually, and this is not to say that I'm doing it the right way, but actually sitting down and consulting God about, you know, which direction that he wants my life to go in. I usually don't make that a part of my resolutions when I probably should. It's just that I just feel like he's just all ingrained in my thoughts and my actions and 
sometimes I just feel like, okay, this is, this is, this has to be coming from God Mm -hmm. um, because it just feels like God. So I do get the people that may make their, make their uh, resolutions without consulting. And I'm using air quotes with God because sometimes it's just like, okay, he knows me. He's in me. He knows my heart. I'm not, I'm not absolutely shutting him out, but you know, I'm also not absolutely letting him in. Right. Well, I mean, I think we've all been in that place. I've been in that place. I was in that place all this year, like just kind of going back and forth with my own thoughts and my own agenda. And I even like, I could be a little bit of a butthead um, and very stubborn at times, but I've even went to the point of like, you know what, God, I need you to set to the side. I'm about to do this. Like, this is what I want to do. I'm going to make this happen and I'm going to come and pick you back up later. And I think that's kind of how we get into this motion of just doing stuff and not including God. Mm-hmm. Um, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. I, I don't know if y'all hear me say it all the time. I say it all the time, but it says to um, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. And then it says in verse 6, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Well, my path needs to be directed by God, but a lot of times I don't want to acknowledge him in all my ways because some of my ways is ratchet <laughs> <laughs> and some of my ways aren't pleasing to God and some, and because and, I'm not perfect and he knows that that's why Jesus came. That's why we have grace. That's why we have mercy. But it's like in those things where it's like, nope, I'm not acknowledging you in this because I already know you're going to be looking at me like, look at you little dirty little girl, girl. And then it's like, well, God, you know, you know, you know my heart and go through all of those cliche things. It's like, no, I got to acknowledge him so that my path can be directed. That's why if you acknowledge him first before you make your plan, he'll give you the plan. Like he he gave us um, he gave us understanding over the things in the scripture when we go into it with the open heart and with his heart using his spirit to read it to get understanding sometimes you just don't understand but did you pray before you read it okay that's another that's a whole nother topic though yeah um go ahead it's good though yeah and so it's like so now when i go into the word and i think it's in like uh habeka write the vision and make it plain um so that somebody can come behind you and do the same thing well you can't write nothing out if you haven't had a vision where did the vision come from the vision came from god if you're not in relationship and in constant communication with him asking him god show me your ways you'll never know the plan you'll never see the plan so when i have these elaborate ideas about nacho macaroni that didn't come from me (laughs) that was a vision that i seen in my sleep woke up and said i gotta figure out how to make this now god help me and then he'll show me and I'll test. And then sometimes he won't show me and I'll just be like, okay, let me use my own wisdom right here and try some stuff out. This seemed like this would taste good. And then it's like, okay, India, slow down, pray. God, I need you to guide my hands and show me. And then when I do that, you come up with the, I come up with these great, these great meals or these great ideas. This podcast didn't come from, me and Keisha just saying we want to get on the air and talk. No, this has been in this has been in the works for years. We've talked about it because we knew that there was something God wanted to do between me and Keisha 
um, in our relationship with him and our relationship with each other that we needed to grow on. We've been trying to do this thing together since we was 15. And at 15, we did some stuff. <laughs> Keisha stayed on the path a little longer than I did. And hey, but he knew. I'm still on the path. <laughs> <laughs> She's definitely still on the path. But she, like, when it came to, like, I was a complete heathen at 15, and I wanted to do right, but I just didn't know how to go about doing it. And so here we are, you know, 20, almost 20 years later, and we're doing what he planned all of those years ago. But it was, it all it took was a seed that he, he sown into us, and then we grew from that. So here we are, acknowledging him in all of our ways. Well, let me back it up a little bit too. So a few things. So I think the main point here is to be in constant relationship with God. And I know that a lot of the times that that might be hard to do. Maybe it's definitely hard to do for a lot of people because we have so much thrown at us constantly, like so many emails, um, so many emails new year. Hey, start, let's, let's get in this gym. I know you want to lose weight, girl. Emails coming from 24 hour fitness, emails coming from planet fitness, um, meal plans. So that's just on the health kick. Then you got emails from express 50% off, but like spend your money here, save your money here, do this, do that. Mm -hmm. We get so many, we get literally bombarded at midnight, 1201 AM January 1st with all these things that we should do that we forget to say, Hey, let me take a pause. Let me take a break to, first of all, thank God for getting me here, mm. reflect on last year, and then move forward with ease. I don't have to make all these lists or make all this, these grand gestures like yeah. India. Um, I think you mentioned that earlier. I said something like that. Um, so I think that a part of that also, like I said, we need to be in relationship with God and not in relationship with the world. Another thing that she mentioned too was, on the path. And I said, I'm still on the path. And I am. And here's the thing. Here's why. Because even though, even though I, I try to do better, uh, 85% of the time, not even gonna say hundred percent, 85% of the time, I am still on the path of like, not on the path to hell, but like on the path of the world, like, okay, this is, this is, this is, I'm living every day and every day I don't wake up and die to my flesh. Every day I don't wake up and say, okay, this is Me what I need to do to be closer to God. Every day I don't do things to be closer to God. So I am still on that path, but for the people that are on that path with me, there is hope. Yes, and is. though we may not be uh, perfect or even close to perfect or even close to okay, he still is very gracious and has his arms wrapped around us. And we can still build a relationship with God and make goals mm -hmm. um, that surround and God. And he still talks to us. That's the crazy thing. Like he is still constantly there waiting, like constantly just waiting for you to say, Hey, you know what? I'm a step. I'm a step to the right or the, the left this time, instead of just walking down my same way. And it's a beautiful way to go. So I will. That's also, I wanted to touch on that. Um, you handed me this. Okay. Scripture. Isaiah 46, 10 and 11. Yep. In the okay. NLT. In the NLT, New Living Translation. Yep. Oh. <clears throat> um, Isaiah 46, 10 and 11. Only I can tell you the future before it even happens. Everything I plan will come to pass, for I do whatever I wish. 
I will call a swift bird of prey from the east, a leader from a distant land to come and do my bidding. I have said what I would do and I will do it. Is this a God? That's talk- God talking. Jesus talking. That's God talking. That's powerful. Right. I, I When I read it, because that was something that when I was, um, when God, when I was really trying to figure out like, man, Keisha, we got to figure out something to talk about. And Keisha, me and Keisha both came together and was like, okay, well, you think about it. You pray about it for a day. I'm going to pray about it for a day and then we'll come back together. And so um, in the midst of my prayer time, I was like, okay, I need to figure out this plan thing because everybody has this plan. But then God took me to that it was like he led me to this scripture via um i was looking it up put in god's plan and the um the bible app like the search bar but then it pops up these scriptures but then it pops up a um devotional and it was like your response to god's plan and i was like oh this is crazy let me go and read it so i i start reading the scriptures and that was one of the scriptures and i was like oh my god like Everything, although we know like the whole world is in his hands. They got the whole world in his hands. Hey. We know that, but we forget he has already planned everything out. The way that the, the decisions, the yeses and the no's that we make, and I know there's some very terrible things that happen um in people's lives, but sometimes those terrible things are used as catalysts to get us to him use this catalyst to get our family members closer to him because our response to his plan is all he's looking for. What's your response to what I just told you to do? What's your response? Are you going to be negative about it? Are you going to have a positive outlook on it? Are you going to do it with ease? Are you going to do it with a grudge? What are you, how are you going to respond to my plan for your life? Are you going to just do your own thing? Mm. Because you can do your own thing. I'm going to have a hedge of protection around you because you mind. But let's listen here, baby girl. There's going to be some hell that's going to come your way that you're going to have to cry out to me because I'm going to allow it. Not for you to get discouraged, but for you to grow stronger in me. And people be like, oh, well, why did this person get raped? And why did that person get killed? And why did this? My little brother died. My little brother died back in uh, 2008. Mm-hmm. Um, very tragic death and so even then I was saved um, and it was very unexpected it was deemed as an accident but it was like it was a really crazy situation and everybody could not believe what was going on right two weeks prior to him dying my brother came to my house every single day because he was he worked for the city and his his water truck was working in my neighborhood so for lunch he would come to my house and i was always at home for whatever reason i don't know why i was at home every day that he came but for two weeks straight and the lord allowed me to minister to my brother and you know just really get him to a place because you know when you come to indie house this is a house of worship we about to be over here at that time i was so heavy like you could have stepped in my house and fell in a holy ghost like (laughs) like for real and he would just come he would eat, he would let me, you know, minister to him, and then he would, you know, fall out, go to sleep, but he was reading his Bible more, he was praying more, all of these different things for two weeks later for him to die a tragic death, two weeks later, and so when I looked at that, I said, God, what happened? He said, now look at the people who are affected by his death, so now I got 
his brothers on his mom's side, his brother, his sister, you know, my brother who, who brings us together as brother and sister, my brother, and then his mom and all of these different people who are affected by his death. They had two choices. They can choose death or they could choose life. They could choose to retaliate or try and, you know, kill whoever they think has something to do with his death, or they could choose to, you know what, God, this is, we ain't got a lot of time. Mm -hmm. This could have been me. Mm -hmm. That could have been this person. Let me get my life together. And so as I sat in his funeral and did not shed a tear because I cried all the tears I could cry that day when I found out, but I was at ease because of the time I spent with him prior to, man, I'm looking at all of these young folks that at that moment, they could have been, they, I believe a lot of them were affected. His best friend was affected, gave his life to Christ because of, and it may not have been directly, or I believe it was directly connected to his death, but it was, it was a catalyst. His death was a catalyst to something. And so I look at death and all of these tragic things in a different way, because I know that God has a plan and it's still working. It's still working. That's true. And also, no matter how much, you know, sorry, y'all, I'm getting emails. Also, no matter how much um, we try to steer away as Christians from what God has planned for us, in the end, his plan will prevail. I feel like there are two ways to get to it, though. Like, there's, there's one ending, there's one ending goal, and that is to do God's will. Yeah. There's two ways to get get through get to it though the hard way or the not so hard way i'm not even gonna say easy because it's not always easy to get up and do what god asks you asks you to do mm -hmm. it might get easier the more you do it but then there might there might come a day where you've been doing this for a month straight and he asks you to do something like go pick up a bum off 51st street and minister that's hard for some people yeah. that people, some people are like i don't want that in my car no but there are two ways so you're either going to do it his way or his way yeah. And the way that you choose is up to you. Like sometimes you just have to give in to God and be like, okay, you know what? I'm not going to fight it anymore. This is what you have for me. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. Okay, great. I'll do it. Fine. Other people are a little more stubborn and they're like, no, I want to go sell drugs. I want to go do this. I want to go do that. That life, I know that is glorified, but it's hard. And Ooh, that's, God, I know it. that's not... <laughs> That's not really in his will. And when you say, hey, I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sins, mm -hmm. you automatically become a part of his plan. You automatically automatically become his. And he's going to get in your life and going to get in your business, whether you like it or not. So why not just invite him in at the beginning of the year instead of not? But that part. Yeah, I get it. I get it. You, you get excited about your resolutions and you want to lose this amount of weight. Great. Yes. And lose you can the do weight. all of that on God's plan. Yeah, lose the weight, cook the healthy meals, start being a better parent, whatever it is that you want to do. Because all of it's good, right? So mm -hmm. you think, okay, all of this is good. All of this is good for me, the people around me. God's automatically in it. Yeah. So why do I need to ask God about it? Because it's already good. I'm already doing what I'm supposed to do. Just because he wants to be involved. He might have a plan for you to make it there. You can't just say, I'm going to do something and then not have a way to get it done. That's so, oh, that's good. So maybe, I mean, not maybe, but for sure, if you bring him into your plans, 
he'll make things seamless. And like she said, you know, <laughs> it's funny that she mentioned getting up at five o'clock in the morning. Those of you that listen to this, that work with me know, like I was like, uh, uh, last night, the first, last night was the first for us. Um, so I set my alarm for five o'clock in the morning. Like I'm gonna get up. It started with, I'm gonna get up. I'm gonna walk my dog around the block and I'm gonna come back home. And then I was like, I'm kind of scared of the dark. So I ain't doing that. But I'm gonna get up. I'm gonna get up and I'm going to, um, get all my emails and stuff ready. Cause for my realtor stuff, I got that alarm went off at five o'clock in the morning. I did not ask God about this at all, by the way. That alarm went off at five o'clock in the morning and I looked at it and I said, Psh, I'm going back to sleep. <laughs> I needed the strength of Jesus and I didn't call on it. But you know what? Also, I'm just not going to do it. Just not, just not, not in me. It's not in me. I might try again tomorrow. I might gather well, myself, my prayers. In the morning, yeah, I'm going to gather my prayers tomorrow, and see if God even wants me to do that. Because that might be the time that you're supposed to spend with him. I spend time with God when I'm walking my dog. Well, I'm talking... <laughs> When I say that, I mean like the Bible tells us there's to nothing left to do but be cold and think. Yeah, it's, <laughs> Lord, Lord, please. But okay, warm. go on. But you, you know, He tells us to seek Him early. Those who seek Me early will find Me, is what the Word says, right? And so, as I seek the Lord at five in the morning, and that's that's always been my time. But in and sometimes a little earlier than that. But when I take that time, it's like you're intentional and you're sacrificing sleep, and so. Um, just because I want you to see, and he's not requiring us to, to sacrifice anything because Jesus is the ultimate sacrifice, but he does want to know, like, do you, do you, do you love me? Like you say you do? Cause you always talking about, Oh, I love God. Oh, I love God. You don't love God. What's wrong with you? You, you, you. Okay. So <laughs> you, you got all these things. The thing. Yeah, I had to, but you, you, we got all these things. We always talking about how God is the head of my life and blah, blah, blah. But he's the head of your life and you put him last. He's the head of your life and you seek him last. Before you go to, before you try to work out this issue that you have, you call your friend instead of him. Mm. Let me call Keisha real quick and tell her about what just happened. And, and Keisha already know if I call her, it's because I don't want to hear from God. And Keisha, and then God turns around and uses her to say what needs to be said to me because he knows his daughter. He knows I'm a stubborn mess sometimes and he got to get to me however he can. And I love him for that because sometimes I don't want to go to him, but he still wants to come to me. How amazing. He's amazing. Ah, how amazing is that, that God, even when you don't, because you have been in a consistent relationship with him. That's like when you get mad at your husband and your husband is like, but baby, but baby, but honey, but babe, and you sitting up here like, no, I don't want to talk to you. I'm mad. And so he give you your little bit of a time over there in the corner while you pouting and, and whatever. And then he comes back and he's like, you still mad, you know? And it's like, that's the type of love God has for us. Like, I'm not going to let you stay mad. You're not going to bed mad at me because of, and then you Something find out it was a, did. right. It was a miscommunication on your part. Right. You want to be stubborn. And, uh, no, you cannot. It doesn't work like that. It does not work for that. It doesn't work like that. And so God is so amazing to even still check on us when you have a, it, and you might not be in relationship with God like that, but there might be a person that comes to you and be like, you all right. That think of that as it being God coming and saying, baby girl, son i'm coming to check on you are mm -hmm. you all right because you won't take the time to come and say god i'm hurting be honest yep 
Be honest. Be honest and say, I don't have a plan at all. I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. I'm tripping. I'm just out here living by the seat of my pants, like Keisha said earlier. <laughs> I'm just living. I don't have a plan. I don't even know what it looks like to create a plan. And God says, hold on. I got somebody. And he sends somebody that comes in to say, hey, I see something in you. I need you to help me. Then at that moment, and because this is somewhere where you ain't been, you ain't familiar, you ain't somebody who's been, because I look at you being a dental assistant as the stepping stone to get you to your real estate. You would have never done real estate had you not been in this dental assistant. I don't know why, but it took for you to go to that school, to Concord, and then to go through all of those steps of going through the ups and downs with going to that. And then all of a sudden, here you are at this with Dr. Addy. Mm-hmm. And freaking everybody up there loves you, but then it pushed, it forced you to go into a whole nother avenue that says, you know what, Keisha, you about to have to step out your comfort zone, man. And but it that ain't was comfortable God. either, right? I know it. <laughs> it's something that you would have never expected yourself no. to do. This, but yeah, that was God. It comes easy, because something you do, you've been doing for years. It's easy. It's like okay, this is easy for me. I. I have got this. I'm 100% at this. I know what I'm doing. I know exactly what I have to do. And then something something in you says, no, that's not, that ain't it. Like, wait a minute. And I'm sure people were like, wait, what is she doing? There but after, for me, my reasoning uh, for it was after having my, my final child, I'm like, I just want a little more freedom. I want to be able to be free to be with my kids and mm-hmm. to, you know, spend time. And God is like, okay, let's, I got you. Let's make it happen. Yep. I would have never even, like I said, I would have, I talked, there was a week where nothing were, at least not, I'm not going to say nothing but real estate agents, but at least three or four real estate agents came into the office to get work done. And I'm asking them questions and I'm like, okay, okay. So everything, if you don't plan it, and if you don't add God to the plan that you plan, he's still going to turn you the way that he wants you to go. He's still going to point Ooh, you that's good. in the direction that he wants you to go. I got a scripture that backs up what you just said perfectly. I've been trying to figure out how I can jump rope in. Okay, all right. Double Dutch, double Dutch. I got the double Dutch in. Got the (laughs) tag team. Here we come. This is David, y'all. This is the book of Psalms, but this is David. There are several different people talking in the book of Psalms, but this particular Psalms, this is David talking. And it's uh, Psalms 138, verse 8. And he says, The Lord will work out his plans for my life. For your faithful love, O Lord, endures forever. Don't abandon me, for you made me. Man, listen. Mm-hmm. He already, he, it's like all of these real estate agents is coming in here. I don't even know what they're doing in here. But then all of a sudden now my interest is, my yeah. antennas is up. And I yeah. don't know why my antennas is up. But my husband has already been doing houses. Yeah. My husband has mm. already been doing stuff, dealing yeah. with rental properties and things like that. And he's downstairs in my basement trying to reconstruct so he can figure out how to sell this house and get equity out of it. But then I'm just all of a sudden, well, he didn't put you with your husband for you to be um, a crutch, but for you to be a help meet. So now let me help you. You said what? A crutch. You said help me. Uh, that's what it is in the Bible. I like it. M-E-T-E. I, I like it. I'm sorry. I just, I just thought that you made a mistake. But no, I'm so sorry because Indy was on a roll and she was pre about to preach it, but that kind of threw me it. off. It did throw you off. Can you get back to the place? Because you so, was at a good place. But that he, is perfect. He calls you to be a help meet to him. So that means I, I'm going to help you meet the need. 
Mm. I'm going to help you meet the call. I'm mm. going to help you get to the place that I've already ordained you. The Lord will work out his plans for my life. So therefore, he had a plan for for uh, for Brian's life already. And then he brought Keisha in. And now may, maybe Brian ain't on the path he needs to be on completely, but he on a path. And now I'm going to illuminate some things in Keisha because we are the strength, even though they look like they're the strength in the physical. We the strength in the, in the spiritual. That's Girl. what we are. Girl. That's what That's we awesome. are. And that so is awesome. God uses us as the wives. As, and I say us because I, I'm declaring and decreeing on the air. Yeah. I'm going to be a wife. I'm, I'm a wife already just waiting for my husband. But as the wives, we are to come and help push you to where God is already. He gave him a vision. Now you got to push it. Mm. So I'm going to give you a little bit more information that he don't know nothing about. Mm-hmm. Okay, Keisha, I'm going to use you to get this stuff because you have the tenacity in you to do it. He just has the hands to make it happen. Ooh, Indy is preaching. You ain't been on the pulpit in a while. Have I have you? not been on the pulpit in a while, but God is doing something and I'm grateful because it's helping me. Mm-hmm. It's helping me to understand my position as a woman. I'm not the lesser vessel. I'm not no. the weaker vessel. Mm-mm. I'm weaker in strength, but I'm not the weaker vessel by any means. We are equals in this thing. We are partners, but I know my role and my position. And that's how we as women have to pr- approach these things. Know your role. Just like he knows his. And if that's for you to be the breadwinner for a little while in order to push this vision that I gave him, that's what you came for, to help push a vision that I gave him. That's good. <laughs> that's good. That is that is good. I love it because she's so right. Like you, if we think about what the world says about a wife and a Man. husband, you know, like I am here to... He does all the work while I just sit back and just enjoy the riches. That ain't what, I don't know. That's not what marriage looks like. Not in real life. Whether it's a stay-at-home mom or a CEO of a company, we still, we are still partners with our husband, but we still hold that thing up. I'm just saying, like, I don't want to make anybody upset, men, but our husbands, but it's true what she said. Everything she said is true. Like we have to be, we are a partnership. God put us together for a reason. So mm-hmm. like she said, when it, like you said, when it comes to like the housing, I have, I had no interest whatsoever. But once I started going to the class, okay, I'm going to the class. Okay. I got 500 extra, extra dollars. No, I do not. But somehow 500 extra dollars showed up in my account to go to the classes. And then I'm like, okay, I have to pass the test. Hate taking exams. Mm-hmm. Passed it anyway. So, and that's nothing but God. And now that I'm, and the more that I'm doing it, and now that I'm doing it, the more I'm into it, I'm more excited about it. I'm looking at things that I wouldn't normally look at. I'm caring about things in a house that I wouldn't normally care about. And I know that this is about to be a complete 180 from what I'm doing now. It's going to be out of completely out of my comfort zone and probably a struggle for some time. Mm -hmm. But I also trust God. And I trust that he gave me a good partner that's going to help me through that. Yeah. So that all ties in. Like I, at the beginning of 2019, a plan of being a real estate agent was not, I did not write that down. That was not something that I was on my, that was on my radar, (laughs) but God God pointed me. But I tell you what was on my radar, little silly things (laughs) like growing my hair out. Well, I did that. I didn't cut it. I didn't, a separate trims. And then uh, another one was to, 
I had a, I had like a vision board on my phone, and one was of abs. I didn't get no abs. I didn't even try. You had a baby. I had a whole baby <laughs> in April. And so, like, some of the things they do, some of the things that guys like, girl, that, I mean, I care about your body, great, but that's silly stuff. I have bigger stuff for you. So the stuff we put on our resolutions, sometimes we don't dream big enough. And that's another issue. Listen, we got these. We have these. We have safes. Let me tell you what Jabari said to me the other day. Yes, Tuesday. Jabari said, quit telling people that they can. I think he says, I don't want to quote it wrong, but it was something on the lines of like, quit telling people that they don't have enough faith to go after their dreams or mm-hmm. that they need to grow their faith some. That's why they haven't attained mm-hmm. their dreams because mm-hmm. they need to grow their faith. And their faith like, grows what? during. Okay, so listen, this is what he's talking about was 